Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Jonathan OK. This is Practice Success Podcast. And we are in another episode. And again, I have another special guest for you guys. He's he's been a he's a veteran in his field, in his industry, and he's been doing it for a very, very long time. He's an attorney for over 40 years since 1980. And you know, he came to my podcast, share some of his experience and how he built his own businesses while working as an attorney. And I'm again, I'm excited for this because again, we get to meet people. We actually get to meet people that are expert in their industry and they're gonna come to our podcast and we get to learn about them and who they are and what they do and how are they doing things because they've been in the field for a very long time and there's value on their experiences and how we can do things for ourselves and how we can start our own businesses as well. So today's guest, and again, he's been in the industry for over 40 years and he's built multi, multi-million dollar businesses on top of his career as an attorney. So that's very exciting. And we get to meet him. He's Paul Samakau and that's where we bring him out and let's meet him. Good morning, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's such an honor. Uh, it's pleasure is all mine, Paul. Thank you so much. Thank you because our guests um, can learn from you and your experiences. Um, Paul, before we get started, tell us a little bit about you and your. Um, give us a little bit of context of your professional career. I'm a lawyer. I'm an attorney. Uh, 40 years. You hit that correctly since 1980. Um, live in the Washington, D.C. area, Northern Virginia, Maryland is where my law practice is, and I handle injury claims. Um, it's, a, it's a part of a practice that uh, I get a lot of satisfaction from. I, uh, I got out of law school and I handled all kinds of different things, and that, you know, it narrowed it down to the personal injury. I, uh, at one point in my early career, tried to handle divorces, and that was very upsetting to me, so I just got rid of that. And, I did criminal cases, we're representing criminals and all measure of things, but I ended up just settling in doing the injury types of claims because I really felt like I could make a difference. And I think that I've done that for, you know, thousands and thousands of clients over the years. Um, I am a married man. I uh, have a, the most wonderful woman on the face of the planet, of course. And uh, uh, this past May, uh, I uh, enjoyed uh, welcoming to the world my new granddaughter. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, I'm a former tennis champion. Um, I like to play chess, but I'm not that good. Uh, what else? Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I, um, you know, while I'm practicing law, which is my main activity during the course of the day, I, I've started several businesses over the years. And one of those is consulting, where I've consulted with hundreds of small businesses. And uh, I think the last time I looked, it was just over 30 attorneys across the country who I've done consulting work for in the field of marketing and advertising and helping all of these businesses and attorneys grow their, grow their business or grow their practice. Um, I've written six books. I used to have a radio program. I, let's see what else. Um, I was a syndicated legal columnist for a while. Um, so in a nutshell, that's me, you know, just a regular guy. <laughs> it, um, amazing to me how you market yourself the way you do six books i mean um radio podcasting i want to take this ah. to 
to where we want to pick apart on how you do things because hey you're an attorney full-time and you build other businesses as well on top of that and how how did you but first my question how did you manage to build a another more businesses on top of another businesses didn't you have enough with your full-time career and things like that you know the answer is sure i could sit back and just be a lawyer and then go home and but you know i had the experience of of um you know children who um you know were grown and no longer in the house and then i was like okay well you know, my wife is, is a very industrious person and she has her own business. And so I would be at work and come home and, you know, we'd share dinner. And I just, I'm not one of those people that can sit and watch TV. And on the weekend, it's like, okay, what am I going to do? And I, again, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. And so, you know, my, my little brain starts thinking, okay, what can I do? And, you know, try this and try that. And, you know, I think, I think if we're honest, if, if I'm talking to other entrepreneurs in your audience, uh, Jonathan, the number one thing they have to admit is that for every 10 things they start, nine and a half of them are absolute colossal failures. <laughs> and, and I don't mind failing because failing to me is instruction. It's don't do this, try something else. So I don't get upset by failures. I don't put my heart and my soul and all my money and all of my time into something, you know, it's kind of like a, um, you know, the, the, the going swimming, you know, you put your foot in, Oh, okay. Water feels good. Now it's up to your knee. Ah, pretty good. Now you put your leg in and the more success you find in, in the business that you're looking to promote and looking to grow, the more you put into it. And mm -hmm. that doesn't mean then that, you know, something can happen and you have to recognize that and pull the plug. You know, I mean, there's always lessons in everything you do. I mean, there's a resiliency factor that you can't look at failure as, oh, my goodness, poor me. You look at it as an invitation to analyze and understand and move forward and not make that type of mistake again. So what I've done, you know, with my free time is just look to see what I could do to help other people, to educate, and I'm very honestly to, uh, you know, to enrich my situation financially, which I've, which, you know, humbly I've done. Right. And the thing about it is you hit it to the point where you said, hey, um, the things that you started, it's not going to go as well as you think. Um, you know, out of your 10 ideas, maybe half of that out of 10, maybe half, not even one, will we'll go right. And it, it's been true for me as well. I've done, it's not because I'm, I've, I've failed about it. It's just, I don't know. It's like, like I started something and then all of a sudden it turns to go down and like, okay, well, I know that there's opportunity. And then when it comes to opportunity, there's difficulties. And then like when I started those difficulties and then at the, the process of it, like, oh, this is not something I want to do. And I changed my mind. And I think that's part of like, okay, I think as part of like just trying different things and see what sticks and see what you like. I think this is what you did to your practice. To your practice, you were, you were, hey, I'm a, I'm a lawyer for divorce lawyers. I'm a lawyer for um, injury. Now I just want to focus on injury because it doesn't feel right with the divorce. Um, is that something that you recommend to people like, hey, I know you have ideas, but take action on them and figure that out on what you like? 
Well, this is something that if you go into the into the world of business and start reading the books and what to do and how to do, the number one thing that people get hung up on is action. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you got how many millions of people that have great ideas um, and they don't do anything about it. Um, when I was uh, in the car with my nine-year-old daughter, we entered a parking garage and her comment was, wouldn't it be really cool if there was some way to know where the open spaces were? And lo and behold, about a decade later, all of a sudden now all these parking garages have these little lights that you can see in, you know, up and ahead of you that show you, you know, if it's a white light, you know, it's a, an open space or if it's a red light, you know, it's, it's, it's taken. And this is an idea my, my, you know, less than 10 year old daughter had take action. Well, she can't, I mean, you know, I mean, what's a, a eight, nine, 10 year old going to do, but millions and millions and millions of great ideas go nowhere because people are for various reasons, unwilling or unable to take the next step and explore and make it happen. So, mm -hmm. yeah. It, very interesting. In, in your opinion, what are like the success um, processes if I were to start a business? Because you've been in a business for 40 years. Um, your career has been 40 years and you started businesses as well. And so, um, some of them become a um, very successful. What are some of the processes that like staple for your you know, starting a business and now like I want to be successful? What do you think is the best practices or processes that that could I could uh, incorporate right now to actually make that that business a little bit more uh, a leg up on becoming successful? Well, it's a complicated answer to your very simple question, and I don't want to get ridiculously, you know, complicated answer here. But when you have an idea mm -hmm. and you want to turn that idea into a business, you have to do some research. But the paralysis mentality is that people want to keep researching and keep investigating until they have a guarantee in their head that it's going to work and it's going to be successful. You know, there's a book, I can't remember the name of it or who wrote it, but it's, it, it, the book basically is sell the damn thing. Just get out there and start doing it. And in my mind, success comes when it becomes a passion. It becomes something that you love doing. If you don't love doing it, why are you doing it? And so you have an idea, you, you're excited by it, you're, you know, you're energized by it get started. I mean, you know, you don't just dive into a pool, as I was talking earlier about, you know, put your foot in and put it up to your knee. But, you know, you have to do some investigation, you have to have a plan, you have to have financing, you know, no business, you know, escalates usually without some degree of capital to, you know, to begin the investment and to begin the process. Marketing is, in my mind, that's what I do as a consultant for you know, so many mm -hmm. um, marketing is critical. I mean, you can be the best at what you do, but if nobody knows about it, you're going to be sitting in your house, twiddling your thumbs. So you've got to have an intelligent marketing plan. And in today's world, there are, there are more ways to market than, than you can think of in sitting down in a half hour, writing it out on a pad. Um, 
you know, between television, radio, internet, social media, magazines, newspapers. I mean, I could just keep going on and on and on. So there has to be some investigation as to how you're going to bring your product or service to the people that you hope and expect and want to buy that product or service. And even then, again, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling, but you, you need to identify your market. So if I'm selling, um, you know, something that's strictly for men, I don't want to go into home and garden magazine with an ad that doesn't make sense. Um, mm. You know, again, you have products for, for certain types of people um, and services for certain types of people. So research who it is and research where they are and research what they want. Um, a formula for uh, business success is to find a need and fill it. And the marketing formula for success is what they call agitate the pain and then supply the solution. So mm -hmm. if someone is nervous, you have to discuss how bad being nervous is. You have to start that way in your marketing and your advertising. Are you nervous because blah, blah, blah? Does this make you feel incompetent? Does this make you depressed? You know, there's a hundred ways to attack someone who's nervous and make them really feel bad that they're nervous. But wait, here is the solution. And it's me. It's my product. It's my service. And so that is the marketing formula that is proven you know, from time immemorial to be successful. Mm -hmm. so again, I mean, I can keep rambling, Jonathan, but, you know, hopefully <laughs> I gave you an answer somewhat to, to your question. I, I love this because it's true. Um, the, the, the way I'm, I use, um, I sell on the phone, right? I sell marketing, I don't know, um, products as well, um, like courses and like, there is no if there's no pain there's no sell that's how I, I was taught so if we i was on the phone with the potential customers i'm i'm gonna deep deep like dig deep into his pain in order for me to close the person because um that, that person is um in pain that's why they're on the phone call with you and if you do not like bring out the pain on that phone call, you won't get the sale. So that's how I was, I was taught and it actually works out. And the same thing as you is like that, that pain, bring it out. And then like that solution is your, actually your product. Okay. I, I want to play this out. Like if it was, if it was you, okay, you're, you are, cause I, I, I want people to know and how it's done. So if you're a lawyer, let's say here in Riverside, you're just starting out and I know, I don't know how they teach you in law school, but I don't. I doubt they teach you how to market yourself uh, <laughs> in law school. So, like, how would I, I'm? I'm a new guy. I I know um, my services. Um, I know what I can um, offer to the people because I know I can offer this um, my services to people. How would I market myself and um, like? Is it would I go like locally or because I know that my my product can benefit a lot of people? How would I go about it? Well, um, again, you know, a simple simple enough question with you know answer that could take me the next three weeks to you know to go into. And I've been doing this for forty years. And uh -huh. uh, marketing is not a one stop. Here it is. Answer. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's always about. Um, 
you know, tracking what you're doing and seeing if it works. So if you run an ad with blue ink, you also run an ad at the same time with red ink and you see, you put two different phone numbers and you see which phone rings more. Oh, it's the red. Okay. Well now you don't just stop. You now run the same ad in green. And the next time you put a picture and the next time you put, uh, you know, the picture at the top or the picture at the bottom. So it's a constant tracking and analysis of what you're doing and is it working? And you have to be in the right place in front of the right people who have the need for the services. But, you know, my practice, like I said, is an injury claim practice. Most of the time it's people from automobile collisions that happen in Maryland, DC and the Virginia area, you know, where I, where I practice law. And so if that's the practice, it's a personal injury practice for me, it's a local practice. You know, I have found that television is the medium that, you know, gets me the most bang for the buck. It's, in the world, as I'm sure you know, Jonathan, it's called return on investment, ROI. Mm-hmm. So if I have $300 to spend. Would I rather put that in a newspaper ad or on TV? And the answer is TV. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a local practice that I have. But I also represent individuals who are burn survivors, people who have been burned badly, scalded in a bathtub or house fires or chemical explosions and things like that, which is a national practice that I have. And so the marketing that I'm doing for that is very different than being on TV locally to tell people if they get hurt in a car accident, they can call me. So again, it's just a, uh, there's just no end to what you can do to, you know, come out of the box. You know, you're a new lawyer, you can understand you have certain skills and want to market yourself and, you know, get clients. It's an analysis of what you want to do. It's a very different thing if you're a lawyer and you want to do criminal work. You know, if you want to do criminal work, well, maybe you go to all the bail bondsmen in your local community and give them your card and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a new lawyer and I'm, uh, you know, anxious for business. If you have people that you're helping bail out of jail, you know, when they've been charged with a crime, give them my uh, give them my card and tell them I'm half price. You know, so, you know, there's just a million ways to do this. Um, you know, you want to be a divorce lawyer. You know, one of the things you might want to do is advertise to you know, bloggers who, you know, have bloggers help you and, and podcasters uh, who are local, you know, who can say, uh, you know, who have audiences that are, um, you know, people who are struggling in their family relationships. And, and then here's an ad that the, you know, Joe Smith lawyer, a compassionate, uh, discreet lawyer who, you know, will help you through the very upsetting and emotional process of you know, of separation and and potential dissolution of your marriage. You know, again, I mean, the words you use are critical. You know, are you going to, are you going to call, you know, lawyer Jones who says, I do divorces, or are you going to call lawyer Smith who says, I'm a compassionate, discreet individual who understands the emotional end of a separation and a family dissolution? Which one are you going to call? You know, so again, there's the field of marketing is something that I find to be thrilling because there's just never a right answer. There's always good, not so good and bad. And it's just a matter of trying to track and tweak and analyze and retool and, and get the best results you can. And what you did yesterday may not work tomorrow. Oh, that's very interesting. It's uh, man, I'm very passionate about marketing as well. I mean, I tried different things, and then like let's see if it works or not work. But the, the trying is where it's at because you just don't know. And 
you know, people will give you some advice, but however, you have to try it yourself and then figure out if this is working and this is not working. You, you learn a lot um, by trying and more than what you would do if you just ponder about it and think about it. By trying, you could actually just put your hands on it. <laughs> um, and then you learn. And of course, a lot of the, the things that you're going to try, it's not going to work out, but you try it. And then, you know, so a lot of them will work out as well. I, li I like the, the idea of going to this bell bond and like presenting yourself and giving your card, hey, I'm actually, I'm just starting out and right now I need clients and I'm half off, like just to get started, get your portfolio up. But do you recommend someone who's just barely starting to like, just like you who niche down or just be broad a little bit more so that you can get more clients? How would that work for you? The world today is specialists, isn't it? You know. I mean, you know, there used to be the family doctor who would come to your house and anything that was a problem, the doctor would address. Mm -hmm. Now you've got 500 specialties in medicine. Um, I believe, I believe that the more specialized, the more focused you are in whatever you do is a faster path to success. Okay. Here, here's the, uh, Here's the analysis, okay? The, the, the concept in my mind is do one thing. Do one thing and do it well. Do it sensationally well. Do it extraordinarily well, better than anybody else in the world. And the analogy that I like is that if you're going to chase two rabbits, they're both going to get away. Mm, so chase, chase one rabbit and get that rabbit and the same in business. I mean, I, um, many years ago, um, I found that, uh, you know, the audience that I had, uh, for my local advertising, I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, if I had uh, another lawyer in my office who did criminal work, I could advertise that we do auto accidents and criminal cases. And I, what I noticed was that the number of calls that I started getting decreased for the auto accidents. And as soon as I stopped advertising about the criminal practice, boom, they shot up again. So, you know, the theory is, is it, 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 it's born out most of the time. Do one thing, do it well. Ooh, that, that, that's very interesting. I'm, I'm a very big fan of it. But I, I know for a fact you're not, you, you're only doing one thing, but if you're just starting and I, I think that's a great recommendation for people if you're just starting do one thing and it will shoot you up like you're the expert of that one thing and then you get more phone calls and you become very good at one thing because you know what kind of type of audience you're targeting and also what type of clients you're gonna get and um the thing about it is like it, it, you're, you're not just gonna be just one um one thing it's still gonna be like you know you're, you're one thing, but you start from one thing and then you you go and step again, just like what you did with your business. You're an attorney and then you started consulting. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, like, was it a big struggle when you're like trying to start a new business when you're doing something else? Well, the consulting work that I've done grew slowly. Um, it, it stemmed from writing a book. And um, I hired someone who was a lot smarter than me and helped me put this on social media with a landing page and uh, buying ads on Google and Facebook. And 
you know, then phone calls started coming in because people saw this, they got the book. You know, if someone goes and spends $9.99, I mean, it's not a lot of money, but they've raised their hand. They said, yeah, I'm interested. And so we know they're interested when they buy the book. And so then we can follow up with a series of emails and text messages and eventually get uh, get them to schedule a meeting with me on on my calendar. And then I talk to them for 30 minutes and promise them it's not a sales pitch. It's just there to help them, give them information because it's, you know, people, if they don't want to be sold, they don't want to be listening to a sales pitch about why I'm the greatest and the best. You know, they want to, oh, I have a problem. Can you help me with this problem? And so you do. And, you know, and more, more often than not, those people become clients because they say, oh, he really helped me and he gave me this for free. Like, oh, okay, great. And so that's, you know, again, in, in today's world, using the technology that's available is, is a wise thing to do. But again, again, I mean, I, I could never have engineered this by myself. I have no clue in the world how to begin to, you know, to, to, to create the funnels and the landing page and all the rest of that. I mean, there's, you know, and there's millions of them and most of them fail because people don't know what they're doing. They buy these classes online uh, and these books and they think they're going to understand it, but doesn't happen. So you need to go get top level pro to guide you through this and be willing to pay the money because on the back end, the returns are sensational. So you can do it for $3,000 for yourself and never see a dime, or you can spend $15,000. And then in six months from now, you're bringing in revenues of eighty, ninety thousand dollars So go figure out which is the better path, you know, spend the money. I'll go with the other one, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems like it's a lot. It's a lot better, and it's not just it's it's better. It, it takes the the thinking out of yourself, and you know, once you invest into someone who actually done it for a very long time, and keep on doing it as well, and I mean, done trials and errors for for not 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 just a year or two, but for decades. I mean, th those experiences accumulate. And, and then if you were to learn from that person and, you know, and learn from his experiences, it's like it catapults your, your success to, um, you know, on your product and services that you're selling. So th that's what I like about this podcast as well, um, because I, I don't have no experiences when it comes to business. And, you know, I don't have experiences um, when it comes to being an attorney as well. So like when people come to my podcast and they, they share experiences on how they do things and how how would they do um how they do things in their businesses, it gets me so excited and just uh, I want to learn more. But you're you're one of them. I mean, if I was a lawyer, I'll definitely contact you. Be like, hey, <laughs> Paul, help me out here. I'm just starting out, but. Um, but that, that's for you. I mean, you're a consultant. You could definitely help out uh, other people that are do, um, that, that are in the same path as you. But Paul, let's talk about your your podcast. It's very interesting to me. Um, you're you're now in sixty plus episodes, sixty eight. You mean you said? Well, I, I pre-record them. Unlike okay. I don't have guests, it's just me. I do a lot of research before each show, and I pre-record it, and then I upload it so it plays. You know, so I've I've. Uh, I started this in September of this year, and I call the podcast The Legal Merry-Go-Round. Mm -hmm. And the concept is that it's, in my you know, research, it is the first and the only legal podcast for consumers where I give 
information and advice to people in three different distinct areas of law. On Mondays, I talk about domestic relations, family law, divorce, child custody, adoption, all those things. Talk about real cases. Um, people have an appetite for legal stuff, as we can see from all the court TV shows that are on every day. They love mm -hmm. the shows. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing the same thing, but in a little bit of a different, you know, different feel to it. I talk about a case. I explain what happened. I explain why, what the law is. And then I give advice based on that. So Mondays is domestic relations stuff. I call it marital Mondays. Wednesdays, I talk about criminal things, you know, assault and battery, murder, drugs, arson, you know, all the different things and what to avoid. I talk about cases. I talk about defenses to this. Uh, I give advice. Um, I call that show on Wednesdays, wrongdoer Wednesdays. And on Fridays, I talk about injury cases where people have been injured and, you know, what compensation they could look for and what things have to be proven and who's responsible. So it goes from, you know, auto accidents to boating accidents to, uh, I just recorded a show about student athletes who were injured on uh, sports playing fields and basketball courts and soccer fields and who's responsible and why, and, you know, the kinds of compensation that they might be looking for. And again, giving advice. So I'm doing three a week. It's, uh, you know, it, it's a very energetic effort on my part and I, uh, I enjoy doing it. It takes me, it's a 30, 35, 40 minute, you know, at the most uh, podcast that give or take the entirety of it to record it and to, you know, do all the things that I want to do takes me eh, an hour, maybe an hour and 10 minutes. And so I'm putting, you know, three, three and a half, four hours at the most a week into it. And it's a love, it's a passion. I'm not, uh, I'm not doing it because I'm making millions of dollars doing a podcast. I'm doing it because I truly enjoy giving information to people and help. And, you know, if, if something that they hear on my podcast helps them, I've done a good thing. Um, you know, and it's through people like you, very generous. You have a stellar podcast. That's why I'm on here. I research, you know, I get a lot of requests to, uh, you know, to be a guest. And I don't accept all of them because I want to know that I'm on a quality program like yours, Jonathan. I applaud you. You have a great format here. And uh, and so this helps me, you know, with, with me, uh, you know, being your guest and you helping me, you know, in some small way promote my show. You know, it, it continues to grow. And in that fashion, more and more people have the potential of understanding things. And with knowledge, there's power, right? So, that's the goal with my podcast. I mean, I, I, I do it because I enjoy it primarily. All right, guys, hear that? He's, do, he's doing this for free. And again, um, he, he probably could spend his time a lot more and actually get paid for it, for doing something that, you know, for his time because he's had a lot of experiences, but he's doing this for free, guys. So, like, keep that in mind. And, like, a lawyer... Um, that has accumulated knowledge on certain stuff and like in a certain industry and giving you advice. I mean, that's powerful, especially um, to the people that are like your audience and uh, that, that wanted to like learn something about their law and stuff like that. Uh, that, that could be very awesome. I mean, not many lawyers actually does podcasting, um, but you're one of them. And that's amazing because, well, across the country, the last I looked, there's about 178 legal podcasts with lawyers. 
And again, I think I'm the only one that's consumer based. All the rest of them are lawyer to lawyer, you know, how to market your practice, how to use technology, how to research, how to market, you know, so um, I think I found a niche and I'm, my, my listenership is growing with each show and, uh, you know, it's, it's rewarding. Oh, see, it's, it's not like, oh, okay, uh, um, Paul has an idea and it's going to work, but he's trying it out and he actually found something that, you know, it, not many people are doing and he's, he's the only one doing it. And I think it's very exciting to see it. Next time you, you come on to the show, tell us, uh, give us an update on how you're doing with that. But Paul, we're almost, um, or actually out of time, but um, um, one last question before I let you, because I asked this to most of my uh, my, my guests. Um, I, I know it's a broad question, but it, it's something that I want to ask all my guests. It's because it's it's inter. Um, I, I wanted I wanted to know their opinion or their personal if it's a personal belief. This is a question: Is what is success to you? What does that mean for you? Um. It's multifaceted. Success is doing something well, you know, mm -hmm. having finished it and feeling good about yourself. Um, take sports, you know, you go out there, you try as hard as you can and you lose. But you're successful, mm -hmm. you're successful if you gave it everything you could. Oh, see, that, that's how that's how I see it too. Like, just just leave it out there, and you no, know, even though you, I, I like the analogy too, and especially when it comes to sport, even though even though you lost, you give it all your all, and there's no regret regret on your part that hey, right. I there's yeah. no like there's no regret because you actually gave it all, and I think that's that's one of the part of the success that I'm talking about as well is because just, man, just give it all and then see what, what would happen, but do not regret your life because you, you didn't try and you didn't give it your all. And that, that, that's the thing that I want to incorporate into my podcast as well. Don't regret the things that you do and just give it up your all. And I think Paul just nailed it. Paul, um, well, um, do you have anything else to say? I mean, Merry go around, you guys. Go to, I mean, we're all we're out of time. I'm gonna let Paul go and the merrygoaround.com. Visit it. Um, he's got some recordings there, and you could also find his um about um his, what he's all about and his practices and referrals and all the things that you 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 could find. And I, I looked at YouTube, Paul. You're actually doing a lot of interviews. That's amazing. Well, I told us, like I said, you know, and I, I, I was very, very appreciative of your reaching out and inviting me because, you know, again, I, you know, I, I don't know how many podcasts there are, you know, around the world and right even here in the United States. And, you know, I get five, six, seven invites a week, you know, one a day. And I just physically don't have the time to do it, much less do I have an interest in doing it if I don't feel like, you know, the, the show brings value and yours does. I, I, I applaud you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. You guys check that out. The um, the legal merry go around.com and Paul actually wrote six books. If you guys want to check that out as well, um, and if you guys um, want to call Paul, Paul, is this the right number? That it we're is. Talking about okay. yeah, that goes that rings right into my cell phone. Three oh one five million. Isn't that a great number? <laughs> <laughs> it's three oh five million. It's very true. It's very simple, guys. Three oh one. Five million call Paul and if and there's so much things that you could call for 
Paul for, for podcasting, marketing, consulting, business, being a guest, be uh, be um, just contact them for anything that you need. And especially when you're in trouble and you want to contact them for legal advice, definitely do that. And Paul is easy to reach out to and he'll give you some advice as well. And yeah, that's it from us, Paul. Do you have anything lasting to say to my audience? Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, again, this has been wonderful. I hope that you and yours have a wonderful holiday season and you stay safe. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a wonderful, and we're going to see you again, but Merry Christmas to everyone. Uh, um, Paul, if you can see it. Um, All right. So you guys, thank you so much for tuning in and we appreciate you. And again, um, practice success is something that you do on a daily basis and this is one of them it's just podcasting for me so that's it and thank you so much you guys have a good one bye